Welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. We're going to continue talking about dialectical behavior therapy skills, specifically interpersonal effectiveness. Now, this is segment five. In the first few segments, we talked about what interpersonal effectiveness is, what it hopes to accomplish, how it can benefit you, and some barriers and ways to mitigate those barriers to interpersonal effectiveness. In this section, we're really going to focus on identifying and addressing myths that inhibit interpersonal effectiveness. So certain myths we tend to pick up because they're things that we learned when we were little, whether we were supposed to learn them or not. They're things that we picked up and we hold on to, and we hold as truths instead of examining them to see whether they are valid and helpful anymore. One of these myths is that if I make a request, it shows I'm weak. So one of the things I encourage people to think about is when other people make requests of you, does it show that they're weak? I also would encourage you to think about where you got that message from and if it still holds true. Now, sometimes there are things that we can do for ourselves that we don't need to request assistance for. Um, And so whether it shows you're weak or you're just not wanting to do it is one thing. But when you make a request for something you need help with, Why does it show you are weak? Or why do you believe it shows you are weak? And then I would encourage you to argue or play devil's advocate and argue why making a request actually shows that you're strong and it takes a lot of courage to ask for help. Another myth is that if I have to know if a person is going to say yes before I make a request. And my first response is always, why? What would happen if if somebody said no? And how can you deal with no? Because you know what? In life, we're going to get no. Probably more often than we get yes, no matter how interpersonally effective we are. So what does it mean if somebody tells you no? And is it a direct affront to you? Or maybe it has more to do with what they're able to deliver and their stuff at this point in time. When you get a no, even though it feels like a rejection, how can you deal with that feeling and that sensation? Another myth is that if I ask for something or say no, I can't stand it if someone gets mad. That's true. It's uncomfortable when people get mad or get upset with us. But what does it mean if they get mad? Now, when somebody gets mad at me, if I ask for something or if I say no to something, I first take a step back and go, did I ask that in the right way? Did I do something that was insulting or that hurt their feelings or encroached upon their personal space? And if I can answer no to all of those things, then I go back and look at it and go, well, are they getting mad because it's more about their stuff? Maybe they feel like they don't get a lot of help when they need it and it has nothing to do with me. So what does it really mean when somebody gets mad because you asked for help or you set a boundary and you said, no, I can't do that right now. You can't have your own way. When you're a parent, you get to go through this a lot because there are a lot of times kids want stuff and you've got to say no as a parent and kids get really mad um, and that's okay. It's okay if they get mad. It's okay if they feel frustrated. It's what they do with that anger and frustration. Now, in adult relationships, it's not our place to help somebody deal with their upsetness. That's their stuff. But what I want you to really consider is, is their emotional reaction your responsibility? What is the consequence 
if you never say no, if every time somebody asks you to do something, regardless of whether it means sacrificing your own values or needs, what if you always say yes? What are the consequences of that? Um, you know, my guess is over time you would get pretty worn down and start feeling pretty exhausted and resentful because you're not getting your needs met. You're not having time to recharge and reevaluate everything that you need in your life. But I would encourage you to think about that. And along with that, what is the benefit to saying no? If everybody knows that they can go to you whenever they need something and you'll say yes, or if they know that you can they can tell you to do something and you'll say yes, that you won't keep your boundaries up, that you'll cave, you'll do whatever they want, um, that sets a certain precedent for get you getting taken advantage of. So what's the benefit to saying no, aside from protecting your own values and conserving your own energy so you can use it for the things that are important to you? What are the other benefits? Another myth is that making requests is a, is a really pushy, bad, or selfish thing to do. And, you know, it can be. If it's presented in the wrong way, it can be pushy. If it is something that you do all the time and you take advantage of other people and you're constantly making requests for things you don't need, you just want everything, then it can potentially be considered selfish. However, if you are asking in good faith for, some, for help with something that you need, is that bad or selfish? To figure that out, I would ask you to consider how do you feel about people who make polite requests of you? Now, notice I said polite. There's one thing, telling somebody to do something, ordering them, barking. That's not going to go over very well, and it's probably going to feel pretty pushy. But if you make a polite, assertive request, or if someone makes one of you, how do you feel about them? What, in your mind, makes a request pushy or selfish? And part of that means deciding what selfish means to you. Now, there's a difference between taking care of oneself and being selfish in that when you're selfish, you take care of yourself, but you don't care who you hurt in the process. It's all about you, and you don't care about anybody else's feelings, needs, or wants. That's selfish. So identify three situations in your mind in which you needed to ask for help, you know, and that can be over the past five years, or the past five days. It doesn't matter to me. But think about three situations that you needed help and you had to ask for it. Were you being selfish or pushy? Only you can answer that. Only you can come to the definition of what that looks like for you. Um, if you feel like you're being selfish or pushy, what could you change so you still get your need met and you still get assistance, but it's not selfish or pushy? Another myth is that saying no to a request is always a selfish thing to do. And I would ask you to focus on a couple things here. Number one, what is always true? Is it always selfish to say no? Sometimes it's the best thing for everybody if you say no and assert your boundaries. So I want you to think of a couple of exceptions when it wasn't selfish to say no, when it was in everybody's best interest in the long run for you to assert a boundary and maintain it. And then I would ask you to think about, again, what selfish means to you and what that looks like. Think about people in your past who you thought of as selfish 
and people in your past that you have thought of as not selfish. I mean, not necessarily selfless. You know, we're not talking Mother Teresa here. We're talking a normal, non-selfish human being. What's the difference? What's the difference between a selfish request and a request for help that is truly requesting assistance with a need? Another myth is that I should be willing to sacrifice my own needs for others. And in certain circumstances, again, this is true. You know, if my kids need something, I am probably going to sacrifice some of my own needs for them. Um, now, not always. You know, they're not going to get everything they want under the sun at, at the expense of what I need to be happy, healthy, and sane. However, it's important to consider if you're willing to sacrifice some of your own needs, under what circumstances would that be? For whom? You know, what kind of situation has to be present for you to say, you know what, this is, you know, not necessarily in my best interest right now. However, it's important for me. Remember, we talked about clarity earlier when we talked about getting what you want, maintaining your self-respect, and maintaining relationships that are important to you. Sometimes to maintain a relationship that's important and your self-respect, you don't necessarily get what you want. So you have to sacrifice a little bit. Uh, and it, it's a balancing act. So under what, what circumstances are you willing to sacrifice your own needs? And what are the consequences of sacrificing your needs? Because there's always consequences. Whether you sacrifice needs or not, there's always consequences to our actions. So if you sacrifice, for example, your need for sleep, um, and I've talked about this on multiple occasions, the fact that I do animal rescue, and when I get ki kittens in, especially bottle babies, that means I know I am not going to sleep for the next period of time while I have them because they need to eat around the clock at least for the first six to eight weeks. And that can be really exhausting, and I don't do well. On no sleep every other area of my life starts to suffer when I'm not getting adequate quality sleep so I have to really weigh that when I consider whether I'm taking in um, a litter of bottle babies let alone just one so these are the things you need to think of what needs are you willing to sacrifice and if you do sacrifice them what are the consequences if you are someone who's in recovery you know, a lot of us who are in recovery really want to help other people in recovery, and we want to reach out and we want to be there. But one of your needs is to be in a safe, sober, clean environment. So if you bring in somebody who is detoxing, is that sacrificing your need for safety? Is that compromising your situation? And what are the consequences of that? Just thinking those through. I'm not telling you what's right or what's wrong. That's an individual decision. But you need to consider the consequences. And you also need to be aware of what needs cannot be sacrificed. There are certain things that are trigger buttons that if you sacrifice that need, you're going to go down a really slippery slope. Um, for a lot of people in recovery, one of those situations or needs for example, would be being around sober and, and happy people. You know, if you're around someone who is actively using in front of you, if you're not in a clean environment, it can be way too triggering for a lot of people. Not everybody, but for a lot. So for people who are in recovery, 
that may be one of those needs that they just can't sacrifice. They're not going to go to a bar with somebody. Another myth, I must be really inadequate if I can't fix this myself. And my first thought when somebody says that is, so when did you become skilled at everything? Nobody is good at everything all the time. Nobody is good at everything some of the time. All of us have our strengths and our weaknesses. What does it mean to you if you can't fix a situation by yourself? And I really want you to think about that. And how do you feel about someone else who needs help fixing a situation? What does it mean if somebody else can't fix a situation on, by themselves? You may find that a lot of times you hold yourself to a higher standard or a higher level of perfection than you hold anybody else to, which adds additional stress and drama and angst to your life. So again, what does it mean if you're not perfect? Another myth, if I would just think differently, I wouldn't have to bother anybody else. Well, that's great, if it were true. However, what is it, if you're not thinking correctly right now, what is the correct way to think? And my thought is, that if you knew what you should be thinking, then you would be thinking that. So that's a really roundabout way of saying everybody needs assistance sometimes. The second question I would have is if you feel like you're bothering people when you're asking for assistance or you're asking for help, why do you assume you're bothering them? Have they come out and said, you are such a pain in the butt? Or are you just assuming because of past experiences, because you have low self-esteem and you feel like you should be giving to other people instead of asking for help, what are the reasons you feel like you're a bother? And if the tables were turned, if somebody asked you for the same favor or assistance, would you feel bothered or put out? And it will depend on the type of relationship and what they're asking and the timing and a whole bunch of different factors, but theoretically... You've thought through all of those. So it may not be necessarily about just thinking differently. Sometimes we need help. Oftentimes, interpersonal effectiveness is derailed because we've been taught that assertiveness and confidence and imperfection are not okay. So let me say that again. Assertiveness, confidence, and not being perfect are not okay. This is what we were taught when we were growing up. We were taught to be passive. We were taught to not be confident, to be tentative. and But on top of that, we were supposed to be perfect, which really does that create a healthy, happy human being? So what we really want to do is start changing our thinking process and becoming more assertive and confident and being happy and thrilled with all the stuff and skills and things that we do bring to a relationship, but also recognizing that we have weaknesses and we have imperfections, but other people, those are their strengths. So we balance each other out. Nobody can do everything. We all need help. It's important to recognize the difference between asking for help on things you could do yourself and on things for which you don't have the expertise. So are you needing help or are you just not wanting to do it? And there's a difference there. Most people are going to be more than happy to help you if you truly need help. If you're just trying to dodge work, they may feel a little bit more put off. Remember that we learn by observing each other. 
So what are your actions communicating about assertiveness, self-esteem, and willing to connect with, ask for help from, and help other people?